And the devil made a deal. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's Ashley Benyaj. Uh, it's another fun day of interviews. or well, interview, I should say. I'm here with the Black River Drifters. I've got Don and Kevin here. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Great. Uh, thanks so much for coming down. Uh, I'm lucky that I made it here just on time. Traffic is crazy because of the Jets. Um, how awesome are the Jets? I oh, mean, it's been, it's been exciting. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really watch them. Or, I mean, very recently I've gotten into hockey and I've really appreciated it. And I think it's an exciting time to get into it because of all the the buzz and the community um, stuff for sure. For sure, uh, I don't ever want to go down on Donald when they're playing no. a game here though, because <laughs> no. it's great that they're winning. But if they ever lose here, I'm pretty sure someone will die. So I'm oh. not, I'm not really <laughs> into the idea. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, we, you never know what will happen, right? Ah, so you guys are here to promote your, uh, is it your soon-to-be-released album? It's not yet released? That's right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, released on May 5th. May 5th. At the hands, nope. no, I keep saying that. Tan- the times change. That's right, right. yeah. Uh, so if you guys want to come down and listen to more of the Black River Drifters, you should go to, uh, on May 5th at the times change. starts at 9. Tickets are $15 or $12 in advance, which you can get at Ticketfly. And I will include a link to that to everyone who's listening to this afterwards on the podcast. Um, so this album, is it your first? It's actually know, our second, second album. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. saw something post on Instagram. Uh, congratulations. That's very exciting. Thank you, yeah. Um, why did you decide to release this one? Um, well, because we had a bunch of songs we hadn't recorded yet. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really what normally, it comes down to. Norm, yeah. That's like normally <laughs> the plan, but you never know. Um, so, I, you know, it had been it had been three years. We released the first one in 2015. Yep. So it had been three years. So we were developing a bit of a catalog uh, of, of new stuff that we mm-hmm. really wanted to put out there. For sure. Um, before I ask too much about that... Um, for those who are just tuning in or who may have never heard of you guys before, I mean, as if, right, everyone's heard about the Black River <laughs> Drifters, right? Who hasn't? Um, what's your elevator pitch? How would you describe your group? Oh, geez. Um, okay, we're a roots rock group that uh, um, spins tales of... Uh, of uh, Jeez, <laughs> I, I didn't work on this beforehand. Um, you know, the, the songwriting is a big thing that we do, uh, is a big part of what we do and, uh, and telling stories. So we're, we try to tell stories with, uh, with a good energy and, uh, and a live show. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, I think. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. close. Yeah. So then what, what, are, what are your stories about? Um, just about anything. I mean, it's... Uh, it's uh, um, there, there's a few murder ballads that we do. Uh, they're kind of they're kind of fun and very very fun. <laughs> I mean, no, they're they're sort of um, you know related to the genre. There's a lot of uh, the, that style of thing in in music. You know, like um, I would say in terms of songwriting, um, uh, Marty Robbins is an old country guy. He wrote uh, wrote uh, um, what are some songs that he wrote? They're just I'm blanking out here. Anyways, he he's a great storyteller in his songs, and he. He he wrote a, an album called. Uh, um, oh, I'm blanking out on everything. Uh, That's okay. It's not like you're live on the radio or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you ask most people that follow us a lot, they would tell you there's a darkness to a lot of our content. And to yeah. Put things in perspective. We're a band that got together when we were all in our mid 40s. Um, so when we sit down, and Don's a principal songwriter, and you know the rest of us kind of. 
you know, throw in a little bit here and there, but we're not writing a lot of love songs or pop songs or, mm-hmm. or, or stuff in that nature. So um, they're tales that you'd want to think of darker. I don't want to say gothic because that's too dark, but you want to think of, to a certain extent, there's some darker tales. Yeah. Um, and you want to think a little bit Southern folklore for some of the Kinda stuff. Like there's a, a little bit of a, a sound Western like that. or like a like tragic. Southwestern, a little bit of tragedy. We did do a count once, I think, on how many people died in our one set at a live show. Um <laughs> We counted them up through the songs, and oh, I see. Like, we, we were well into the double digits by the time we got <laughs> wow. through ten songs. So, um, you know, they're 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 they story. We're, we're storytelling, and they tend to have that that gothic southern mm-hmm. western kind of sound. That's to really them. cool. Um, is there any kind of like a visual aspect when you're performing? Like you have like I don't know, like props other than good looking guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. obviously, like <laughs> cowboy hats. I don't know. Uh, you know what? We're pretty. Um, Normal looking guys on stage, I'd okay. say, um, and and it's it's kind of about the music. Uh, we we try to present ourselves as uh, as approachable and friendly, and mm-hmm. uh, and try to you know yeah you know but but there, but there's not really anything beyond that mm-hmm. any, any sort of theatrical side. Just to kind, just fun guys singing Pretty about much. murdering people. I think there's <laughs> a gen- yeah I think there's a genuine aspect to what we do. Like we we go up there and, and we are who we are, and there's a genuine kind of approach to what we do. Awesome. Again, probably a sign of the maturity of, of the band mm-hmm. and, and where we're at. We're we're not trying to be anything we're not. Yeah. Just cool guys, likes to sing songs. Yeah. Oh, totally fair. Yeah. So who else is in the band who is not here with us today? Uh, we have uh, Leo Coppolo on guitar, on lead guitar, and he's um, and Ryan Sear is on drums and also sings lead vocals. Him and I, uh, on a live show, share about half the vocals each. Okay. He has... I think he sings on four tracks on the album, I believe, and I sing on the the remainder. Okay. And how, how did you guys all meet? Um, myself and Ryan and Leo actually played in a band um, uh, like a, between 2011 and 2013 uh, or, or, that that uh, ended up sort of falling apart. But uh, us three stuck together and we, we put together another band. Uh, which which really sort of got off the ground when Kevin came on board, uh, and that was in about 2013, I guess, was it? Was yeah, right June? in the summer of 2013. I, I think we're one of the very rare successful Kijiji bands, to be honest with you. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's, or if you've ever done that. I know you're a musician. Mm-hmm. I know you play piano, and yeah. I don't know if you're in groups or or such but mm-hmm. in when you're in the full band situation um a lot of times you a lot of people know what that kijiji experience is like yep. and it's very daunting and it's a lot of false starts and a lot of strange uh, i've heard people, i've so. heard a couple stories on here people come on like yeah we went through kijiji or we yeah. met some people or and i'm like that sounds terrifying like especially like as a woman like that sounds scary to me like, it is a little <laughs> scary a, yeah as but, a man it's a little scary i bet like, yeah and um, I, I don't think it's that successful that often that you mm-hmm. can find you know two to five people through Kijiji that actually at the end of the day can can be in the same room and have similar ideas and and similar tastes in, in what they want to do for the next few years so mm-hmm. so congratulations thank you you didn't die no <laughs> yeah. but all, that would have been another it's not great like it's song. craigslist that's a whole <laughs> yeah. nother level of you can like talk about like the showdown scary. on Kijiji or yeah. craigslist or i don't that's know right. we could write a murder song about it exactly whoever's <laughs> left just trying to make a band <laughs> the time we still had don in the band <laughs> so uh you guys were in bands previously uh, had it always been this genre I, I I I played in a in a couple of different blues bands uh, before, um, and I you know if you, if you go way back, I was sort of a punk rock guy. Um, 
Uh, I also play in a, in a in a band right now too, in a, another active band called the Don Waynes. I'm just gonna give them a little plug, but mm-hmm. uh, we do. Uh, it's like you're welcome. Yeah, new, <laughs> you know, we and so so that that kind of um, approaches some of that uh, punk and new wave stuff from the early '80s, which is, uh, you know, gives my age away, which we've already done anyway. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so, were you a songwriter in those bands as well? Or? I was a songwriter in the blues band that I was in, and uh, the, not uh, the the one with uh, that I'm in right now is not a, a, a the other original one? music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. But this one's original music. But this is original music. You write yeah. all of this, and yeah. would you say that your blues writing has a heavily influenced this this writing style? See, I've been a songwriter for a long time. I guess right. I mean, I was uh, like I've I've been in um, bands since I was. I was a teenager and a songwriter since that time. So right? that so, would have been the big swing era or yeah. <laughs> the big band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to start a fight. Yeah. Should I turn on another song? No. Just <laughs> um, so the song, I'd say that, that as, as odd as this sounds, I think that I've done probably the, the, it doesn't sound that odd. I've done probably the songwriting that I'm most proud of with this project. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, everything comes from, from all my songwriting comes from way back in terms of uh, um, where you know other other bands that I've been in and other songs that I've written, but I've really sort of taken it up a notch in my in my from from my own sort of personal standpoint uh, in this particular project. Awesome. Speaking of blues, actually, just to to pump uh, your show and what, what you do, I actually um, discovered this show through a blues band. Justin Aaron and Dirty Pool came on your show. Yeah. So that's actually how I, I learned about your show okay, here. And, awesome. and he suggested uh, I start listening, and I have since. So um, so there is a shared blues background a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. funny, again, different genres, but that's how we yeah. found about your show. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And it's a great show. Because, what a great uh, guy, though, Justin. I love him. He is, and uh, he would have been perfect for this show and your format in terms mm-hmm. of you know, there's 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 enough discussion about why why the project and, and why the music and why y'all came together. So it's a yeah. great show. So uh-huh. to pump your wow, tires a little bit, okay. I do enjoy it. <laughs> do you want to be my favorite? I, I, do, I do enjoy listening to your show. I listen oh, to the wow. Mariachi Ghost one as yeah. well. I was, uh, I, when you were talking about like the kind of themes, I'm thinking, oh yeah, the Mariachi Ghost would be kind of cool for you guys to do like a, a show because like the kind I guess the, yeah. the area and like they've been more visual aspect. That's why I've That's asked. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They um, do, but you bring up an input like the storytelling part about it is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been trying to get Don uh, to maybe sit down and uh, for another project at some point actually work on a concept album um, and maybe something local uh, yeah. in terms of Manitoba folklore or something. That but, would um, be neat. If you've seen yeah. the Mariachi Ghost live, and I've seen them many times, um, it's it's a story from beginning to end, which is yeah. kind of neat. It's super fantastic. It's very very original for Winnipeg, I think, to yeah. have something like that. Like mm. the, ugh, wow. Anyway, this is we're talking about you guys today, so let's yes. get back to uh, you. So we, we opened up the song, uh, sorry, the show with Rumble Strips. That was the first. That's going to be the first album song on the album. Uh, what is what inspired that song? Well, you know what? It's just it's it's a song about a trucker right and it's and it's just about and it's actually a song specifically about a trucker driving um across the prairies um w- driving east across the prairies towards winnipeg is the idea is the the premise behind it and really the inspiration comes from just having done that road trip many 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 times right and uh um so there's a line in it um uh, the wild rose, but with the wild rose behind me, I'll fly the living skies home. Right, which is a reference to the license plates of uh, of Alberta with the wild rose and, and living skies, a Saskatchewan, oh. just to sort of paint a picture of it. So, you know, it's um, it's 
there's always a fascination with um, road trips with me. I love road trips, and 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 I and I hate them at the same time. And I think that that's really what that's about. It's uh, it's about the the love of being on the road as uh, combined with um, you know how it, it can drain you. Yeah, immensely. that's so interesting because I would have answered that question so differently. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you wrote it. Well, what, well now well, I want to know what, what were you going to say? I. It's a bit of a dark tale. It's the, really the idiots and and the the song. I mean, I I did. That's where the inspiration come yeah. come from me. But the tr- the the trucker in the song is um, is using amphetamines to get through his his. Uh, his, his this the hard part of this this road trip right okay and uh, that's not something I drew from personal experience it's just you know knowing that that's a common thing for for truck drivers to to to, yeah. to abuse they abuse amphetamines to get get themselves going on the road so that's the idea it is and the idea is uh, is is you know he's he's going on this road on this doing this run and you know uh, he's, he's got uh, he's got stuff that has to get delivered and there's and there's no stop and so he's just plowing through kind of thing and uh, so there is a darkness to it and right? he doesn't make it he doesn't make the end of the song he doesn't make it he doesn't make it and I'd so, like to think that the whole amphetamine driver thing I I'd like to think that's an older thing in the past more often but i I mean i guess we don't know i don't want to offend any truck drivers out there no especially not the ones who are using amphetamines yeah yeah Yeah. right (laughs) they'd be sensitive to that Mm -hmm. they might be a little touchy so we're not implying that that's everybody by any oh no and it definitely probably isn't but no it's a story um, it's a story mm -hmm. that's really interesting and why did road trips okay and then why did you decide a driver then like a truck driver just because that's what they they take that trip a lot or I'm it's kind of a genre thing. I think every okay. roots alt country rock band that can hang their hat proudly, I think has a trucker song. Oh. Um, yeah. It's part of the genre, especially throwback. There's a lot of seventies trucker songs and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. So that's How kind of where neat. Comes All right. Very cool. I want to listen to it again. Cause I was like scrambling at the beginning and I, need to, I missed some of the lyrics. If you look but... at the actual CD, mm-hmm. there's one there with you. If you can slide that out, you'll see it's a, it's a, it's a wheel. It's a, just just to throw a shout out to Leo's um, album design, yeah. A wheel? Yeah, oh, like if you pull the disc itself. out. Oh, you mean the disc that's in the in the thing right oh, now? Oh, I gave you two, but anyway, it doesn't matter. One second. I'm slowing the show down now. So everyone I'm, who's, I'm trying to show off Leo's design. Um, he put a lot of effort into it. And I see. Isn't that neat? There yeah, you go. I didn't even see Drive by feel, so yeah. Everyone who's listening, can you see? Can you see? <laughs> this the, is radio, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rumble strips is if a reference. only this was TV. Yeah, right? One day, I'm going to have a YouTube thing. Uh, that's that's a sneak peek for everyone listening, just in case you didn't know that yet. Um, so for those of you who don't know what the album cover looks like, I will include a picture of that on the oh, website. So uh, you'll have to go to www.winnipegmusicproject.com later this week where I'll include a link where you can download this interview. Um one second. Sorry, I dropped the paper. <laughs> where you can download uh, the podcast. You can find a link to the tickets, and you can find a place where you can actually download the um, album um, for uh, your easy listening pleasure and so forth. Anyway, very exciting. Let's uh, listen to another song. Sure. Uh, we want to talk to about Down Near El Paso. Okay. Uh, what what inspired this song? This song is very uh, very specific. It's uh, it's actually about <laughs> it's actually about Johnny Cash and amphetamines. Okay, I'm <laughs> a little public service announcement we're having today. 
<laughs> no, I mean, if anybody saw Walk the Line, there was that I period did. period in the in, in Johnny Cash's life where he was addicted to pills, right? The song, his initial working title was actually called Pills, um, and it's kind of it kind of makes light of it. It's it's maybe a little bit dis- disrespectful to Johnny Cash, and I don't really mean it to be that way. I don't um, think. I mean, I don't know him personally, it's, but I don't think he would. Find he, pro- it. he probably wouldn't if he was if he was you know wanted if he if he was involved in the songwriting process. He probably wouldn't have wanted me to focus on that portion of his life, though. I, I don't know, but like it sure. was so focused in that movie. It was. So I'm not the only one who's pointed it out. In fact, mm-hmm. that it was it was likely inspired by that movie to to a great extent, but um, but also inspired by Johnny Cash, who's a who's a big influence on our music. I would say mm-hmm. too. I wonder why. No, yeah. just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Uh, so then, is that is it just about? In in El Paso, or? he was uh, no. It's it's just it, in El Paso, he was arrested for for um, he he had a bunch of uh, amphetamines in his guitar case. And so there's a line in it to, down near El Paso. The narcs gave me the chase. It's that, the most literal lyric I think we have. It in is. The whole it's album. very it's pretty, f- yeah. found near a thousand dexedrin in my guitar case. Mm-hmm. Right, so. I'm re- look, I'm reading the lyrics now and I'm excited to hear this. So everyone, let's listen to um, down, near El, down Paso. near El Paso. OK, thanks so much for tuning into the Winnipeg Music Project. Stay tuned because we're still talking here with Black River Drifters. Uh, they're going to have their album release on May 5th at the Times Change. <laughs> uh, it starts at nine with uh, Kevin Peters and then you guys will hop in. Tickets are $15 at the door or $12 in advance. You can get that at Ticketfly. Um, yeah, stay tuned. We're going to talk some more about the album uh, Drive by Feel. It's just a lifestyle. I ain't afraid of thrills. It ain't my teeth chattering My skull is rattling with pills My skull is rattling with pills Yeah, there's a price to pay But I can borrow from my youth And it's a long time for I gotta face that truth It's just a lifestyle, I ain't afraid of thrills It ain't my 
skull is rattling with pills. Hello, everyone. We're back on the Winnipeg Music Project, uh, 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bionyesh. I'm here with Don and Kevin from Black River Drifters. We're talking about their upcoming album release on May 5th at the Times Change, starting at 9. We've got Peter, uh, sorry, Kevin Peters, The New Customs. Um, Doug Meester. Doug Meester. On oh, yeah. piano, the best instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we've discussed <laughs> and uh, admitted. Yeah, and also Doug Brown is coming on to the sh- uh, show. Um Tickets are $15 in advance or $12 on Ticket Fly. Um, can you get them anywhere else other than Ticket Fly or just? That's all I'm aware of. I'm aware of, okay. Yeah, in terms of advanced yeah. tickets, yeah. And then, yeah, that makes sense. It's easy online. Just mm-hmm. use your com- your computer, your phone, right? Yep, you bet. Uh, and if you don't know how to use your phone, just message me and I'll let you know how to do it. Um, so we just finished listening to your song, uh, Down Near El Paso. I uh, am glad you changed the song title from Pills. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, that's a really catchy hook and everything, and I like it. Um, I like that whole idea of like it's like their skull rattling. That's really clever. Um, as a struggling songwriter, I'm always interested in knowing how songri- songs are written just because mm-hmm. it really is an art. <laughs> it really, really is uh, being able to to just craft something in a, in like three minutes and create a story that people can connect with and really yeah. resonate and want to listen to over and over and over again. Um, well, in, in terms of that, that metaphor for the pills and rattling, I actually stole that from Joe Strummer in a, in a song oh, so from London a, Calling. Not oh. really. He, he, his, he inspired uses a, by him. Insto- ins- ins- didn't steal it. I just, it was inspired by him. He has a, a line in uh, London Calling uh, in, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the song, but he's, he says, uh, um, I'm so pilled up that I rattle, right? So I, I kind of got to give, I kind of got to give a little credit to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to. I could have taken all the credit, I yeah. suppose. But I'm a. Yeah, I think, you, gonna... I think you changed that enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, like pills rattle. So, That's right. I mean, but I'd, you don't I don't think I would have made the connection without Joe Strummer's yeah. album. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a song. I don't remember the song's title or what the context is, but I always remember this one line about the sun coming through the blinds like honey or something like that and I, I don't remember it's a very famous song but I don't remember and I always want to use that in yeah. a song so I get that yeah. but I'm not going to give that person credit because I don't even remember <laughs> who wrote it so you have a new album uh, Drive by Feel very exciting congratulations it's number two um, why uh, or how did this get started I mean you, you had accumulated all these songs but why did you decide that now is the time that you should be using these songs to release? Well, um, I guess we had them ready a while ago. We went into the studio in 2016, I want to say. Was that, does that seem right? In, in, in spring of 2016 to, to record the bed tracks. And so it's been, a, it, was, it, was, it was really about a year after our first album that we'd already all the songs were written, but we're, we're kind of, uh, we're all, not, not kind of, we're doing this um, part-time and so uh, to to do a, a project like this, it's a, it's a big job and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of concerted, like, focus time. And uh, the, the timing is just really about, um, you know, fitting all the things that needed to be done into this period of time. And for us, it took it took two years to yeah. get it to get it going. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's um so, it, you know, it, it was our second album. We, we were finished writing it about a year after, which is a fairly standard sort of time. We just, we just you know, because we're a, a DIY kind of uh, um, outfit in, in terms of pro recording and stuff, that uh, it took that long. Yeah. 
I think if you want to continue to be a band, if you want to continue to make music and be a musician too, you have to continue to evolve. And um, one of the natural steps of that is for Don is to continue to create. And another guy in our band, our electric guitar player, Leo, has a very artistic side and is very driven uh, to record and, and engineer and create that sort of thing. And he does all our uh, visual stuff as well. So I, I, I think the project is just a natural thing out of us still wanting to create, still yeah. wanting to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so And it's totally natural. Stuff. Yeah. So rewinding, even before the recording process and the decision to make an album, you're writing these songs. How many are you reading at once? Is it like a one at a time kind of deal? How is the band involved in the writing process? Like, how are you writing songs? I get. I guess it's probably different for everybody. Uh, the, the because I, I'm writing most. There's been a few songs where where we've gotten together as a band, um, and uh, and sat down and, and had some ideas and 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 hammered out a song. Right, but that's kind of rare. I, normally, what it is is I come up with a song and pretty much have a completed vision of it and I come to the band with it. Okay. Right? Um, th- that's not the case all the times. I'll, I'll, Kevin will, will, uh, has, has given me ideas for lyrical ideas for songs and we've, we've worked from that perspective. But I'd say most of the time, am, am I right, Kevin? That it's, just, it's me bringing a song mm-hmm. that's more or less complete mm-hmm. to the band. Okay. So you- and, th- and th- then there's input. Everybody's got input. Everyone, everyone writes their parts. And, you know, if people have ideas for, for a bridge here or for, for you know, something different, a, a stop in this spot or whatever, then there, it's, it's a very, very um, collaborative mm-hmm. process in that regard. Yeah. But you, you always kind of have like a framework in mind. Usually, or, yeah. And, do you, and what, with that framework, do you have like, hey, but I want the bass to be like, dun, 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 or, do you, or do you just like make a sound or what do you, how do you encourage them to be creative? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I, I have, I have to actually go back and and talk about the way I've approached it in the past. Right. Because I find that I have come to the table and said, I want the bass to go like, like this, boom, 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 boom. And, and sometimes bass players are on board with it. Right. Um, but sometimes they're not, sometimes it doesn't work with their style. And sometimes my ideas are just not that good because I'm not really a bass player first and foremost. So, I tend to to leave, and, and and that goes with guitar too, right? I'm, I'm I play guitar, and I'm really just the strumming rhythm acoustic guitar in this band. I, um, for the riffs and leads and stuff like that, I leave that to Leo for the bass lines. I leave that to Kevin for the drums. I leave it to Ryan, and uh, and they do their own parts. I really don't have that much input i mean i have input i'm there when they're yeah. when they're but but i i will encourage them to bring their own unfortunately to, to be fair i'm probably the one more likely to tell tell somebody else what to do which which is unfortunate because sometimes it feels awkward but uh well, when you're the rhythm section sometimes you just got it yeah i mean i think we all share ideas and i think mm-hmm. sometimes uh, i'm really comfortable sharing an opinion yeah. um so i'm you probably have- a little more blunt about it but what don is saying is accurate you know he'll come to uh he'll come to rehearsal with it almost done whether it was an idea that was given to him or it was something he came up on his own and then after that it's very fine detail tuning type stuff so mm-hmm. and you're very lucky to have a group of people where you can do that sometimes it's there's someone that might clash or you but you guys are all very supportive, and you work with each other, which is great. Right? I, I, I'm, I'm amazed every day that that um, that uh, these guys are willing to put the effort in to work on my songs, right? Yeah. And and I think that it, 
I think that I think that they take ownership as well, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, my name goes down as, as the songwriter on it, but I mean, ultimately, these things are crafted by all four of us, mm-hmm. you know, um, in in the final product, and especially when you when you when you take that final product when you when you're when you're working on a song that you're going to play live it's one thing but when you're going to put it on an album there's a whole lot more that goes into it right and and new considerations and new you know that whole production process is 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 creative from so many angles Mm -hmm. has there ever been a time where you brought a song in and then you're just totally blown away with what someone had like just played or on the spot or so every time where I just completely change the song, you're just like, whoa, I did not expect this. Yeah. I mean, that it, it happens constantly, I would say. I mean, it's, it, I, I never know what's going to happen once I bring it to the to the table. And, and I'm often, you know, I'll often go back and listen to the recordings that I made of the initial song and think, wow, that came so far. And you're like, thank you God know? I'm not a solo singer song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I once I once I once heard a, um, somebody say, you know, a, a good song isn't written a good song is rewritten you know mm. and so like what that that idea is inaccurate yeah. Yeah. yeah you know so i mean like you come back to the table you come to the table with these guys who are all super creative people and and with with an idea and you know they're going to infuse it with their own stuff and that's the beauty of it yeah you know? i mean that quote is so powerful but it just reminds me that editing is so important because that Mm-hmm. Don't you just want to sit down and like write a song and be done and then never have to go back to or like go never have to rewrite yeah. it? I wish for the people who can do that. I don't want you to listen to my show. anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened. <laughs> uh, and if you do listen to the show, thank you. But just don't tell me you do that. because That hurts my feelings. Um, so you've written the songs as one at a time kind of thing or uh, it is pretty. You know what? I would say I probably have a. A song in the works at, at all given times, and yeah. sometimes more than one. But I would, I will not usually come to the table with more than one song. Okay, right? It's, um, it's been pretty much one at a time, and they're not. And I'm not super duper prolific with my songwriting. I'm it's not. It's not like I'm coming every week with a new song. It's, uh, it's more like you know, three or four a year kind of kind of yeah. thing. So yeah. it's. Um, you know, it, 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 I, like if I was under pressure to to write an album, I guess it would be different. It would be a, a completely different experience. Um, but it's uh, it's only I only write when the the muse strikes. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's great. I love it that way. I kind of mm-hmm. like to keep it very, that way. Very fortunate. Yeah. yeah. And every song you write is that used and performed and recorded, or or so there's some that just kind of faded away some don't make it it's always a hard for you to answer about your own songwriting but i was just going to say that yeah you probably write it about three or four year clip but we almost use everything you know where there's other songwriters i think that kind of have a more shots on goal uh, perspective where they try to get just everything down and then they they can kind of cherry pick the ones that work but i think we almost use everything there's the odd one um that we we haven't really used but yeah there's a there's a few and there's ones that some we started out playing and don't play very much anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and there's songs that I've brought and we and just never ha- had legs and never could could really sort of get to that next level. So, mm-hmm. um, no, there's a few like that. 
I, I, I found that over the course of working with these guys, I kind of, I kind of have a better idea now of what's going to resonate with them and what's not. So, I uh, earlier on, I'd say there was more of those those yeah. things that where I'd bring something to the table and it just it, you know, everyone would give it a, a, a really good try, but it just sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah, work. It doesn't yeah. take. Yeah. So these eleven songs that are on Drive by Feel, um, those were all successes, right? Or did you? Was there a theme going through all of them? I mean, obviously drugs. But. <laughs> no, see, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't my intent to write a drug album at all. I don't, I don't know it just, how it ended up. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just convenient, and um, but now you know. Um, but how how were these songs chosen, and why was why were they put in this particular order? Well, the order is okay. The, um, a lot of debate. There's a lot of. That. There's a lot of. Uh, there's there are two very different answers I guess the the so I'll I'll tackle the the order first the, the order um, you know everybody was throwing ideas around in order what what um, and I was sort of left with the the job of you know deciding on the final order mm-hmm. and what I wanted was to make it so that it would be like listening to vinyl so the first um, I think six songs I envisioned being on side one and the and the last five songs on side two. Um, so it, 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 if you listen to the, the first six and the last five, you'll, the, the last five are, are, are more sort of introspective, right? Mm-hmm. And the first, the first ones are, are more, um, I mean, not that there's no introspection, but it's more of a, um, more literal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More literal and, and sort of like a, that was more of our sort of, um, higher energy stuff up, up front. We okay. the slower songs are towards the back. Because I read somewhere that that was, you know, people would think that you're deeper if you go, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, I mean, okay. y- y- it's hard to know what. So, it's, it's all superficial. It's kind of arbitrary. <laughs> it's kind of arbitrary. But the idea was to make it so that it could be done up on vinyl and be and because and, because ultimately, yeah. I, at, at some point, maybe if there's enough, if we get enough money to coming in for it, then I, I would like to see it. Put wanna, a note on vinyl. You yeah. want to do it on vinyl? I'd like but to. Like a, like a limited edition kind of? Even if that. Yeah, just that. Yeah. Just Way like fewer that. people die on the second side. Ah. If you listen to the song. Oh, is that right? Way more death on the first side. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. That, uh, that, right. wasn't, that was no consideration to that. Yeah, you just paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't tell anybody. I'm the details guy. <laughs> you're just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, and interesting. Make, made a note in your like, notebook and didn't tell anyone. Okay. Um, as, so, for, as for the wh- why the songs were selected, like some of these songs are quite old. Some of these songs predate the band. Right. There's some of those oh. songs. Um, so they weren't all written for this album. They were just songs that I thought were really good that I thought I'd like to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, You're like, they were rewritten for the album. They were rewritten for the album. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and, you know, like I, I was talking about uh, the blues band that I was in before Jelly Bean on this on this album is was from one of those bands, right? It goes back that far. And it's kind of got a rockabilly feel, which kind of um, bridges the gap between, you know, our roots and blues kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it, it, it seemed to fit in. Um, so it, it was it was honestly just looking at the songs that we had, the original songs that we had that we were doing, and picking a reasonable amount to make an album with. that we And we, and we picked the best of the ones that we did. And, and quite honestly, I think... Um, that's about it, really. There was not that much. We, I, like I said, I'm not super prolific, so that is, there's not that many more Black River Drifter songs than we have on our for, on our two albums, mm-hmm. right? There's maybe I think three, three, more. three more, yeah, yeah. So now all but three of our of our catalog is recorded. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, very exciting. Okay, yeah. um, what was I going to ask now? 
Gosh darn it. Don't you hate when you do that? You, oh, yeah, now I remember. Okay, so you have the songs written. Oh, I'm very excited. You want to put them out into the world. Um, what is your plan? You're going to... Uh, you said that uh, Leo is a, is an engineer and he can do all that. Were you always going to do DIY? Or have, had you thought about uh, funding or going into a big studio or... It was always going to be low budget. Okay. Um, there was no... There was no... Ever, there was never any big budget plan for this or any... any there was never a budget. There was never a budget. There was never a budget. So it, I don't remember the budget meeting. So yeah. my, I think my initial idea was different, and Leo, Leo kind of uh, um, sort of insisted... Well, not insisted, but his idea sort of won out. I would have perhaps... At the beginning of the whole thing, I probably would have... If you'd asked me, I would have said, let's go into the studio and do a live off the floor kind of recording where all plan our instruments will play through and do one day in the studio and get it all down, right? Um, but I was I was outvoted on that, and and we just did a, we went took our one day in the studio, and uh, or we did two days in the studio, right? Days, yeah. And uh, and we did our bass and drums tracks, and then we we did uh, the rest of them in our home studio. So uh, rest of the overdubs and that sort of stuff in the in the home studio. So it wasn't entirely the vision I had, but it certainly was the budget that I had in mind. Mm-hmm. But it, it it ended up being like a ton more work for Leo, um, but he really wanted to do it that way and, yeah and, and he probably his, like loved it he's at home scoffing right now yeah wanted to do it all <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, to to produce what we produced um with the budget that we did have um the two things it took was you know a little more time i think than usual and it took a lot of support from our community and people that we know everywhere from our significant others uh patients um to um other musicians that appeared on it um we've been very fortunate and very lucky um to have a lot of support through the project so without naming a whole bunch of people i think we're we're all very grateful that they mm-hmm. helped us get there and some of them will be with us on saturday and um, they're all mentioned on the album there but very exciting awesome so let's listen to another song uh we're gonna listen to old friend which is on the b side of the vinyl correct yeah, yeah it's so it's a slower song does anyone die in this one no and it's not no. about drugs oh wow wow well, well. <laughs> i'm lying i'm lying it's about drugs <laughs> There's, there's some clear. I, I'm glad you're playing it, it though because there's piano on it, and uh, the gentleman who uh, played the piano on the album has played on both of our albums. Mm-hmm. And I think for this particular one, we were looking just to add some flavor, and by the end of it, uh, he kind of played himself into um, quite a role on the song. And I, I think it's he's quite forward in the mix, and uh, it's a chance to say thank you to uh, to Doug Meester. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is what inspired this this song, Old Friend? Well, it was um, uh, it was a, it was a relationship of a friend that I had that inspired it, um, and uh, he had trouble. He had his troubles, um, and um, really, that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. That's all I like. And it's so it was. It's it's really it's kind of about it's about addiction, I guess, and it's about. Um, you know, going back over the same mistakes over and over again, right? And so it's it's done from the perspective of of uh, I guess the the song is in the voice of the of the of the of the person who has the the problems, right? But the 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 unspoken voice is the person you know at the door who's who's uh, who's listening to this guy tr- make an appeal to to have this if he can stay on this guy's his friend's couch right mm-hmm. and so that's sort of the premise of the song so it's about someone who's down on his luck and he comes to a to an old friend who who 
you know, he really needs uh, he really needs out of a bad situation. And so, yeah, I've always thought about it where there's that little moment between addiction and recovery. There's that tiny little moment. And we're kind of like straddling that right there in that song Mm -hmm. without really giving an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm very excited to hear this. Um, so, everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Banyaj. I'm here with Black River Drifters. Um, stay tuned. We're, we're close to the end of the interview, but I want to hear a couple more songs from, from them. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to all of it. They have a show on May 5th at Times Changed. It starts at 9, uh, opening with Kevin Peters. And at the, their first set is going to be, uh, they're going to have seven people on stage. The four of them, um, plus uh, from uh, Del Brown, I think you said. Del, yep. Del Brown from uh, the New Customs. Am I yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And we've got uh, Doug Meister. And who's that? And Emma Clooney from and the Emma New Customs. Clo- Very cool. Um, so there's going to be a huge, big party there. Uh, and then there'll be a second uh, second set where I'll just be the four of them. Um, so make sure you come on down. Uh, tickets are $15 uh, at the door or $12 in advance. You can get them at Ticketfly. And I will include a link to that on the podcast. Um, stay tuned. And now you are listening to uh, Old Friend. Seems I lost my way again Gotta catch it, I could crash on my old friend She handed me my walking shoes Yeah, again, I know, I guess I'm born to Bye. 
been the best of friends But my hand to God, I'm here to make amends Broken hearts and bridges burn My old friend, I have nowhere else to turn Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianyash. I'm here with Black River Drifters. We're nearing the end of an interview that's been going great, I hope. Unless you're like, ugh. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm glad that you've been having fun. Uh, So, dates that are coming up so people can hear you guys play. We play Canada Day, July 1st um, in East Winnipeg, if you can figure that out. Um, uh, part of a, Wait, of course, a street Canada festival. Wait, Canada Day is on July 1st? I'm just kidding. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> it's a like, Sunday this year, too. So uh, really? it's a nice afternoon show. We'll be playing uh, in the late afternoon. And then if you're on the road or you're in the area, we play in uh, Red Lake, Ontario on July 20th and 21st, part of the Norseman Festival. Um, we'll, so we'll be doing those dates to support uh, the album. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you guys have your album release on May 5th, uh, which is when? Is that Saturday? Saturday, That's yeah. this Saturday. Saturday. There's nothing else to do that night. Uh, there's no Jets hockey game nope. starting at 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Way to plan that, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, you know, you should do is have like a sign like outside being like Jets fans come in here and then like people will just like leave and then like come right in and just yeah we're still trying to figure out a way to accommodate everybody so hopefully we yeah. can figure something out or how like, like I don't know if you want to have the game on it while you're playing like in, like muted or something I feel like that'd be distracting I, I would rather have people watching the game on a, on a TV above me than watching it at their living rooms at home fair enough yeah <laughs> so, at least they're like kind of like absorbing it and they're yeah. like why do I have this sound stuck in my head it's like because yeah. I was there um I know they always. I always hear stories about people trying to plan things months in advance, and then they find out like, yeah. ah, dang it! Like I had a friend who I was doing an album release on the weekend of the Junos, and I was like, well, good luck finding getting press coverage yeah. on that. Like, yeah. it's so hard to like plan something ahead, and like, especially when dates aren't announced. And especially stuff. in this town, there's just so much great live music and great talent that mm-hmm. you try to plan around, and then you realize it's impossible. Yeah, because any date you're playing, there's going to be another one or two shows that are awesome somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you got to make sure that they're a different genre. Yeah, at least then, as yeah, much so as you can. You can fight for that, um, and they're not playing the same <laughs> venue or, or anything. Uh, maybe then that'd be even better. Yeah, team right? up. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, why not? I don't know why I thought that would be a competition. Anyway, you're in the same place. Uh, um, so, where can people find you on social media or on the internet to support you guys? We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on www.blackriverdrifters.com, and there's lots of stuff on there for you to look at and see. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a couple uh, videos that, that are well-produced to watch and uh, lots of music available. What a wonderful segue. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the al- uh, this music video that was just released uh, for These Chains I'm In, which is a very, very Winnipeg video, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, yeah. Very classic Winnipeg imagery. Um how did that start? Why did you pick that song to make an, a music video for? Well, it, it, we, I think, well, why was that one? Because there was a number, there was a number one that, there was a number that could have made it to be our first video. But I, I think that that one, um, it was almost c- kind of like the, the feel of the song and the time of the year we had to film it, right? So we filmed it in spring still, which, you know, March or, or no, February, when? Was it films? March? March. March. So there was a lot of snow. Year? Yeah, Early there's March. a lot of snow on the ground. Um, and so we wanted something that we didn't want something that 
felt like it should be sunny and warm, I guess, right? So it, it, it had it had that feel, I guess. Um, plus, I, I personally, I think it's it's one of my strongest songwriting efforts on the on the album. I think um, okay. from like I lyrically, I really like that song. So um, uh, that was that was my vote from that perspective. And uh, Leo had some ideas. Leo is is the director of the and our guitar player is the director of the video, and he had some ideas that really sort of seemed to work for it. And so that was how it came to be. Mm-hmm. And for those of uh, the listeners who haven't heard or haven't, sorry, haven't seen the video yet, can you give them like a kind of like a little tidbit of what to expect before they go and watch it? Well, it is it is filmed in it, a lot of the, the B-roll stuff is uh, is images of Winnipeg and it's it's in black and white and it's uh, stark, um, stark images of Winnipeg. And, you know, it ha- it has that that. Well, it looks it it's in black and white, and it's shot with you know that dirty spring snow on the ground. It it's very Winnipeg, and it, and it sounds ugly, but it's kind of beautiful in a way. You know what I mean? It's um, it's Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It makes so much sense. So then, why does that go with the lyrics? The the lyrics are about spinning your wheels, I guess, right? Or about the 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 the, the worry that you're you're spinning your wheels really the the anxiety that's associated the with second it. guessing of oneself yeah um mm-hmm. you know wondering where you could have been right and so um you know the 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 opening line of the song is uh, when i when i was a young man i thought i'd roam upon this earth right so um yet here i am a stone's throw from the place my ma gave birth right so mm. um to me, if you're from Winnipeg, then then it makes sense to put to place a very Winnipeg feel up upon that, right? Because yeah. the idea is like maybe I could have been great, maybe things could have been better, and it, and it's not really it's not really saying that 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 um, that Winnipeg is not a great place to be at all, right? It's it's more just you know that like Kevin said, second guessing yeah, yourself for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And the black and white lends itself to the fact that you're mentally reflecting. It's almost like a the, the the video takes on almost a dream sequence in a way. There's some slow moving track shots as well, and it's in black and white. That's cut in in between the band performing, um, where it really does give you the feeling that a lot of this um, thought, this it's, reflection, yeah. is going on in your head. Uh, the way Leo paced the cameras, um, and there's a grittiness to it, while at the same time it's very beautiful. So. Yeah, you're reflecting back and you're you're kind of wondering, did I do the right things or make the right decisions? But like Don said, at the same time, it's gritty. At the same time, it's kind of beautiful. And I don't think we ever answer the question um, for anybody at the end. But we've all done this as well. Yeah. It's very yeah, universal. It's not, it's Whether you're 20 years old or whatever, you're always kind of reflecting back and, and wondering, you know, like I, everybody has great plans. Yeah. Everybody. For Everybody sure. has has those very, things. So very relatable. Then yeah, awesome. for sure. I have to now. Um, I watched the video and I really enjoyed it. And I can I can see the I can like there's one shot when you just see like a street and like the the, the um, houses. And I think that's such, that's such a great idea to think of mm-hmm. it as a memory because that this has yeah. something so vivid. Like maybe it's someone's street. Um, so I have to go re- back and re- rewatch it. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, I will include a link to that on the podcast link. So you'll go to www.winnipegmusicproject.com where you can also find previous interviews with other uh, local bands established and emerging and you can learn more about their stories and uh, why they came on the show. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show, guys. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate getting oh, to talk to you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, Great show you have. Yeah.
Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you're definitely welcome back. <laughs> so your next album release, we can bring the whole band and we can just all talk about music and your next uh, your album release. Right? Sounds great. Great. Thank you. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. You can go uh, to the Times Change on May 5th and you can hear the guys uh, play live. Um, $15 at the door uh, or um, $12 in advance on Ticket Fly. Again, I will include a link to that online so you can find it so you can purchase your tickets. Um, Really quick shout out for Ryan for doing the the um, vocals on that last song. Um, old friend, he did a wonderful job. Very Elton Johnny. I loved it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan, of course, didn't play the piano. It was Doug Meister who played uh, yeah, the piano. I mean the vocals, but, yeah. but yeah, but the vocals. And he also sang the the Rumble strips, the very first song as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a fifty fifty kind of or sixty forty. It, when we play live, it's it's fifty fifty. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like a, when I'm doing up the set list, I almost like always do it fifty fifty. On this album, Ryan sings on four tracks, mm-hmm. and I sing on six, six, six seven. 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 seven, seven. Live, it's fifty fifty, and Ryan covers you know a little bit more the cover side of things. Okay, songs that we cover. Very cool. I generally play bass, and it's a play comedy. Um, and Leo does <laughs> the electric guitar. <laughs> descent and descent. Yeah, yeah, I do the descent. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks so much for coming thank on. You. Uh, thank thank you. you for listening, everybody. Uh, we're now going to listen to um, these Jeans and Men. So uh, tune in next week for another interview with another local artist. That's how it's played out in my money's time.